0: This week on the Off the Crossbar podcast, I have not lost my mind quite yet, and I think I'm doing pretty good, but we still need something to talk about, so let's change it up. For the next little while, we'll have one guest, 20 questions, and a whole lot of laughs. Come join for some fun on OTCB. Good lacrosse fans, and welcome back to another edition of the Off the Crossbar podcast here on SoundCloud, NLL Radio, the Lacrosse Flash, and Spotify. My name is Teddy Jenner, and we're still kicking. We're still live. We're all, for the most part, keeping it indoors, but I do advise you get out, enjoy some fresh air, don't let yourself get cabin fever. Just because we got to stay away from each other doesn't mean we can't enjoy our parks and our lakes and our oceans and our beaches. Just get outside every once in a while. It's good for you, I promise. We're going to do things a little different here for the next little while. Um, I was trying to think of things that we could do since there's not a whole lot to talk about. There are still some great personalities and stories to tell. So I came up with the 20 and 20, 20 questions, roughly 20 minutes. And at first I didn't really know who I wanted to be our guests. So I kept on thinking twenties and twenties and twenties. So the first up is a guy who wears number 20 He's Jacob Roy of the Colorado mammoth. And he is a longtime friend of the show. And one of the cool things about being in this Industry of not just podcasting, but also in broadcasting and covering the National Lacrosse League and covering sports, is you get to not only mature yourself as you have grown to become more comfortable on the microphone or behind a camera, speaking to thousands of fans or tens of fans, but it's also cool to watch the players mature with the media. And a lot of times when guys come into the national lacrosse league, they're pretty shy and reserved and they're not very open and they kind of are leery to give interviews because they don't like how they sound when they listen to their voice or they fear they have a, you know, crutch words, whatever it may be. And, And that is a lot of the case with some young guys, but As they get older, as they do more and more interviews, as they do more and more public appearances and and talking with fans and just being out and about, they become a lot more comfortable. Jacob Rue is one of those players. Ever since he was a rookie, I've had him on the show at least once a year. And every time he's on, he just gets that much more and more comfortable communicating with not just me, but with other reporters and and podcasters and broadcasters. He has very much accepted the role of just being himself when he's got to be on. And it's very much like his lacrosse style. When he has to be on, he's on. He's one of Colorado's most consistent players. And plays a game that is very valuable to any team's success—the pinball, the grinder, the guy who's going to go into the corner and do all, and a lot of the, do a lot of the dirty work. He's on the special teams, he's on faceoffs. They have him with the ball in his stick in many, many key possessions. Pat Coyle has all the faith in the world in Jacob Rue because over his four-year career with Colorado, the rooster has become more and more comfortable in those moments. Because when he's on, he's on. And he has had some great games this year. He had a five-goal performance earlier in the year. He just finds ways to score big goals and come up in big moments. And I have enjoyed every moment of watching him excel as a young player Turning into a bit of a young leader on that Colorado group. But he also has some incredible stories, and he's one of the guys I just love chatting with when I'm on the road with Colorado. His family is amazing, he is amazing, and he is our first guest on the OTCB 20 and 20. 20 questions, roughly 20 minutes. We cover the entire spectrum of topics. And as we go along, while we are all asked to stay close to home, I will continue to find guests. We will continue to ask off the wall questions. We will try to continue to bring some joy in your day as we live out together this crazy, crazy time in our lives. Scores! What an extra pass from Eva. I give him five dimes on the night. A power play goal for Colorado. They're within two. Full field of war for the extra attack. I say once you get under two, especially if you don't score. Here, what's Lulu
1: Producer. how are you buddy i'm doing well Ted. how are you doing today I, i'm fantastic it's a uh, sunny day it's 12 degrees uh, i can't complain uh haven't gone crazy yet how are you handling things uh you know what I, things are going uh pretty well over here in ottawa it's uh starting to get a little stir crazy um mind you we're still managing to spend some time outside obviously isolated but still getting out and uh, getting some fresh air so um you know that's kind of helping in a sense What was your initial reaction when you heard about the NBA canceling games? Um, Obviously, that was sort of a a real big domino that fell. And then when news came out that the NLL was going to suspend, what was your first reaction to the news? Uh, It's just so unfortunate. Um, You know, it's obviously it's the professional way to go about it. It's it's, you know it's it's safe safe manner. Uh, But you know, just having to put the season on hold. um, You know, it may be selfish to say, but uh, it is upsetting, um, but mind you, as long as we're doing what's right, uh, you know I support the decision regardless, and I'm sure everyone can uh, can agree with me in that in that aspect. Yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy scenario that none of us have ever been through. And, and like the commissioner said, and, and then a lot of you know CEOs and other commissioners of leagues have said, there's no real playbook for this. You just kind of have to sit back and wait for the all clear and. And in the meantime, keep yourself healthy and safe and uh, not let yourself go too crazy in the head. Oh, exactly. That That's just it. Like you said, uh, you know, there's so many questions initially, and, and I think there's still a lot of questions as to, um, you know, how things will proceed. But as you mentioned, uh, it's a day-to-day process, so you kind of just got to wait this one out. So what we're doing here on the show is we're going to do a 20-question series, and, and I didn't know how to go about it, but I figured 2020, <laughs> it's the year, and we <laughs> wear number oh, yeah. 20, so, you know, it was a perfect fit. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask you 20 super random questions, and we'll just have some fun with it. Cool with that? That sounds great. Let's get to it. All right, so the first one's a pretty easy one. Why do you wear number 20? Uh, we, Well, that is uh, that is it is an easy question. It's kind of got a long... Sorry to it. I I initially wore 22, 22 is the date of my birthday, so I initially wore twenty two uh in my minor years, uh during my minor years, and then I um decided to make the choice to move to, to forty four once I got into Robert Morrison. Um, you know, those are my initial two options going into Colorado. Uh however, those weren't available for the time being and uh I just I just suggested twenty and uh, you know, they told me it was available so uh, I went with it and uh, I've kind of just stuck with it ever since. I thought, you know, it's starting a new era of, of my career and I might as well, you know, a little bit of change that I could have throughout that beginning of my era or for the entire of my career. So, um, you know, I thought it was just kind of another cool story to tell. So uh, I guess that, in a sense, would be, be how that came to, how it came yeah. to where number 20. You mentioned Robert Morris. Question number two What's the best RMU bar? <laughs> the best are, uh there there's a bar, um there's a bar just in Coriolis where we lived for, for four years, which is called the Jailhouse Saloon. Um and there's a, there's a quite a few um lacrosse players that could could would agree with me uh in saying that the Jailhouse Saloon is the best RMU bar and um we we spent quite a bit of time at the Jailhouse Saloon and made some good friends at that location, so uh, that would be certainly my favorite, and I, like I said, I'm sure there's a lot of RMU alumni and uh, that could agree with me. little sidebar, did you see that RMU kid who hit the half-court shot for a year's worth of hamburgers? <laughs> I, I did see that. That was too funny. That, uh, that was awesome. And they, the West, shout out to RMU, who had, uh, I don't want to overshadow the guy hitting the half-court shot, but RMU winning the uh, NEC Men's Basketball Championship and making it to the NCAA March Madness this year. Um, they won the March Madness, right? Their national champs. No, not. <laughs> yeah. you can Actually, say they yeah, did. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Everybody won this year. <laughs> um, let's go. Question number three. Uh, we'll stick at RME. What was the worst, uh, conditioning drill that you dreaded every time it was on the practice list? Okay. This, uh, you know what? There used to be a drill that, um, it was, it was called marathon mids that we had in our practice list, and how the marathon mids worked was um a midi would go up and down the field, the equivalent of probably three training opportunities. So up and down, up to, up once, down, so up and down three times, a total of six um six runs up the field. So um you know, it, it was a good, certainly a good conditioning drill. But if you're that first midi going, you're getting quite uh, Quite a, quite a shift in, so that would be one that, you know, once you saw in the practice list, you're like, okay, here we go, we really got to prep ourselves for this drill. Would would they add a guy every time he came back kind of thing, Yeah. so then yeah. there's more and yeah. more, like a little flood drop, Yeah, so it was a progression Joe. it's just that the first mini that goes gets the uh, gets the uh, the most conditioning uh, out of it. Question four, uh, what's your best memory of Bonnie Rouet as a kid? Oh, <laughs> wow ted this is a, that's a good one we're going all over the place man there's, we're going to talk about some weird things let's do it yeah 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 i i might uh there's i have a lot of great memories uh obviously with my whole family with bonnie of course i don't know if i could put one into one into into one story what, what one i have on the top of my head as a best memory um but, but well, what's, there, good one that, what's one that stands out I actually, you know, one of my one of my favorite memories in most recent times, um, my mother and my brother, they coached the Cornwall Celtics um novice novice team with Scholarly Master and they actually end up winning winning the provincials that year. And a picture of my mother and my my brother were in the O L A program and they were celebrating and um my brother was holding my mom up and just that, that whole image and I was there to see a game in that tournament and, you know, to see all the work that they put in really, um, you know, pay off. And, uh, you know, to, 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 ha- to ha- really have an image capture that moment or even the whole season's work, um, you know, work, was pretty neat. So that's the most recent, uh, you know, memory that pops in my head quite often with my mother and speak on the lacrosse context, which I, I, I alluded to it that memory because of that reason. Yeah, she, she your mom's amazing. She texts me almost every game day, wishing <laughs> me good luck. Uh hope to have a good broadcast. Let me know that her and your dad are watching. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's my game it's one of the things I look forward to most on game days is is when your mom texts me. It's always awesome. She's a great lady and uh those mom memories of our of our moms are always because 'cause we're all in our heart's mama's voice. That's that's correct. And yes, like you said. Uh, You know, the support I've seen from both my parents and my entire family has been amazing. So I obviously fall in line and agree with everything you're you're saying. Who was your best friend in elementary school? Oh, my best friend in elementary school. Uh, That was Tyler Freer. So he was a friend of mine. We grew up, um, ended up going to the same school, then moved to the same neighborhood, Uh, spent a lot of time together, played hockey together, played lacrosse together. We're out outside together all day with my brother, Um, you know, playing sports playing road hockey skateboarding basketball soccer doing it all so uh one that i, I grew up with and you know did all my extra clickers with as well so um yeah Tyler career would be would be that would be the one did you ever try and hit hit on the prettiest girl in school <laughs> uh, uh yeah certainly certainly tried before <laughs> you gotta, you gotta you gotta try, right? You gotta try and at least, you know, not be afraid of failure. So, uh, you know, why not go after it? And uh I've had a, quite a few crushes in my in my I guess elementary days, so um there was there was always a, a different pretty girl in school in my I said. So you you got those uh you got those little eyes that uh, the girl seemed to like. you you got the look. Always <laughs> had it, always had it. <laughs> can you string your own stick? I can. I uh I I, uh, I grew up really inspired by how um, you know, a lot of the, the new stringing methods that came up during my, my, my high school days and um, you know, I tried to do a lot of different things with my sticks and then when I got to college it was kind of funny, you know when, when someone finds out you string a stick uh, you know, they're always asking so um, you know, I started doing a lot of people sticks on the team and then really came to lose the interest of it. It started to become more of a chore than, than something I enjoyed but uh, last year, I actually went back to stringing my sticks again. Just I I, I kind of wanted to go back to the, the sense that, you know, you're stringing your own stick, you're customizing it to your own um, your abilities, and it's kind of your work that you're putting into it. So it's, it becomes really personal in that sense to me. So um, I, I've kind of veered away from it from above, but I'm back now. How did you get into playing lacrosse? Was it always a thing you did, or was it friends maybe around you that were playing uh, so it it was I was uh I was obviously very young. Lacrosse came to Cornwall for the first time. Um and from the story that I hear here, um, that I was told was that my mother was aware that my father played growing up. Um, so lacrosse was big in my family always. Uh and when we found out I think I was coming out of hockey practice, there was a booth uh for corn minor registration signed up and my mother told my father we should sign Jacob up to lacrosse and I, I don't think he agreed to do so. Um, and as a result, I, I, it, it's kind of funny that I asked the question about body, but I think it kind of glues to my mom being the one that got me into, to lacrosse. But obviously my father was, uh, you know, my, this is my, my, my role model and he my coach my whole life. So he's really the one that, um, my bread, my interests, um, and kind of gathered, you know, someone who was my coach my entire life. So, I a lot of it, a lot of it came out of my father. But if we get kind of technical, I think my mother's the one that got me into the sport. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> You've you mentioned the the hometown of, of Cornwall, Ontario. What is the best hidden gem in your hometown? Oh, uh, uh, well, we have a lot of lot of. Um, a lot of good hidden gems. One in particular, there's there's a, a chip stand, so a French fry stand in Cornwall, um, that they serve uh, authentic poutine. So they have the correct fries and, and, and the correct gravy and the, and the cheese curds from St. Alberts, and um, you know it's really just you know a dish that I had quite often growing up. It was you know high school pit stop often. So um, when you know, when you go back, it's one of those restaurants that you think of right away to kind of enjoy. So, one, enjoy the food and two, bring back good memories of those times spent in the city. So, um, Sergey Patat, patat segay would be the number one. Uh, I like A, how you said chips and aka <laughs> fries, and also yeah. everyone take notice that he said poutine and not poutine because <laughs> poutine <laughs> is the proper way to say it. <laughs> yeah, uh, all yeah. right, let's go. We're uh, we're getting into question 10. Uh, now they're gonna start getting a, a little, a little more obscure, but also still down the pipeline. When was the last time that you laughed so hard you cried? Oh, uh, I I, I want to say over the weekend. I, I spent the weekend with my my family back in Cornwall with uh, my brother and my brother's girlfriend, uh, my parents, and you know, and my grandma as well. So just kind of had a gathering, and um, you know, we did some hanging out and just told some jokes and had a good had a good laugh that a little too cry. So. They'll have to be over the weekend good family time spent. How long before you run out of food buddy? uh it's funny. I did some picked up some groceries today uh but I would say i I tend to do groceries um you know almost, almost i don't tend to stop too much in my fridge because I don't often find myself home uh for extended yeah. periods of time so um right now, I would say I could go for certainly a week um but for the most part it's usually on average three days it's got to be tough keeping like i find myself struggling sometimes to keep fridge stock when you're traveling every weekend and you, get, you often find yourself wasting right. food or, or not having enough food because you're like oh i'm I'm going to be out four nights a week i'll just need a couple of things it's not easy keeping those fridges stock. No. now <laughs> now you're you might be struggling to find food that's right and i uh I have I have a bunch of meat in my freezer, so what I do is I just figure what I want to have with that meat every day. So I just kind of decide that day and go pick up a vegetable and a potato or some rice and do something up like that. What's your uh, cooking specialty since we're on the topic of food? Uh, so I'm, uh, I, I'm in a sense kind of a, a, not necessarily a diet freak, but I, I like to, to get a lot of vegetables and protein in my diet. And Um, you know, my, my, my staple dish is just a simple stir fry, um, with your, your with your meat, sorry, and your vegetables, um, even some pineapple on your stir fry. I enjoy a pineapple. Wow. You're, you're out there, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, throw it on a bed of rice. So that's, that's obviously an easy staple dish, uh, that, that I have, I find for myself. I'm the same way, quick and easy, throw whatever's in the fridge. You can chuck it in the in the wok in yeah. the fry pan. It's done in 20 minutes. It's, it's a perfect meal, and there's always leftovers. That's right. You can clean it within five minutes. So Yeah, it's, it's a one-potter kind of thing. That's <laughs> exactly it. Um, this is a question that took the National Cross League by storm. Um, we, we may not get into Dylan Ward's answer, but <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> uh, I I that was that, that was funny when that uh, that all came up. It, no, a hot dog to me is a hot dog. I I never once thought of it as a sandwich. I I you know, I understand the the concept, uh but I don't agree that a hot dog is a sandwich. I think a hot dog is is a unique in its own. Um, and it's not a taco. It's definitely not a taco. <laughs> I think a hot dog is a hot dog. I'm I'm on board with that. I, I completely agree 100%. Um we don't need to things. We don't need to Yeah, need yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, were you a, a video game video game kid growing up? Uh, you know, I wasn't. Uh, uh, my brother had a, a gaming system, a, a PlayStation, that, that I would I would play. And uh, when I was at the Hill Academy in Kleinberg, we had some roommates that had uh, a couple Xboxes. And I would play, um, you know, every so often. And uh, a little bit in college. But it was nothing. something I, um, you know, I, I took time out of my day to do or um I, I you know i really gathered interest in it about it was something i was just i did with my friends when i was with some friends so um i can't really say i, I am a gamer person um at least not a video gaming person uh in that aspect are you uh like a board game guy uh our I, games i i, I would play mostly card games uh i enjoy card games but i play, i would play some board games as well i do when i get the chance what's uh what's your game of choice uh so i really enjoy categories oh nice yeah yeah they're really fun game yeah me and my buddies play like we played lord of the ring risk that was a huge one for oh, us. we're, yeah. we're, we're yeah. super nerds oh, yeah. like that that's oh, uh i can uh, take oh, some time oh yeah my uh i enjoy monopoly a lot as well i used to play monopoly a lot so oh I yeah with friends i'd get really get into it um what has been your biggest impulse buy ever Oh, wow. Good question, Ted. Uh, Thanks. I bought a, I bought a, uh, last summer I bought a skateboard. Um, what? <laughs> so I, i I always had a skateboard. I I'm, I'm sitting in my place. And I just thought it was strange to think of it, but oh, yeah. last summer I always, ha- or sorry, I always had a skateboard growing up as a kid and spent a lot of time doing so. Um, and once I made the move back to college, my skateboard did not make the move back with me. So, um, it's something I kind of missed a lot, uh, and there was a time last summer where it was a nice day in Ottawa. Um, I was just walking downtown, and um, you know, I walked to the skate shop and uh, had a good conversation with the, with the locals. And uh, you know, right <laughs> on the, spot. the locals, so, yeah, <laughs> the locals at the skate shop, and uh, right on the spot. Uh, are, are you like busting out ollies and kickflips and stuff, or is it a uh, yeah. longboard and you're just cruising? Oh no, it's it's a skateboard. I was uh, I was always one to not necessarily do the tricks, but at least attempt the tricks. And uh, last summer was spent a uh, lot with a lab mate of mine Um doing some skateboarding around Ottawa and doing some tricks and ollies and kickflips, so some 180s, some 360s. <laughs> I I I just I can just see you cruising down with a tube <laughs> on headphones, yeah. the vans. Yeah, that's that's a sight right. to behold. Yeah, well, no 2 but there might be a backwards hat. There we go. Um, you mentioned uh, a lab mate. You are still in school. Uh, you're doing uh, your master's work. Obviously, with everything that's going on, um, is that on hold? And what are you keeping yourself busy Monday to Friday with? Uh so I'm actually uh getting right to the to the end of my my master's down so yeah. um, I'm keeping myself busy with with getting my my thesis written um and you know kind of finished before the before the end of the, the semester so a lot of our classes are all of our classes actually you ought to have moved online our professors are um staying at home so uh we're still doing our 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 works but we're doing it from remotely and um, you know, we're keeping in touch via uh, you know, text and Skype and phone calls and that sense as well. So um while we we're not meeting as much in person, there's there's still the work to be done at home. So it's uh instead instead of working at on campus and in coffee shops now, it's uh you know, in the comfort of your own house, which is yeah, as I mentioned, can make you go a little stir crazy every once in a while when you look at the same four walls. No doubt. Um <laughs> sidebar story, what is your your thesis on? Uh so my thesis on early specialization uh, in youth hockey in Eastern Ontario. So what I'm looking at is the rates of of how old, uh, or sorry, how much of a child specializes in the sport of hockey in terms of months. Um, in particular, I'm looking at the kids that are age 13 um, because it fits into my theoretical framework. And um, you know, I think in my in my in my opinion, and I believe I'm, I'm a very I'm an advocate for multi-sport, and um, you know, I, I'd love to see the lacrosse population continue to grow. Uh, Interest continue to grow, and what I've alluded to is that um you know year-round hockey and summer hockey is really um you know affecting the lacrosse registration numbers. so um this is kind of something I want to highlight on not just because of that but I think as an issue for kids to play a sport year-round is uh one such as hockey with a lot of injuries and burnout because of it's you know high repetition and very high demanding so something I just kind of wanted to uh to highlight in the study and. Um, you know, just kind of say this isn't a proper way for kids to develop and multi-sport is the way to go. When would you say um, is the right time for young kids to start to pare down and maybe focus on one sport? Yeah, and so that's another interesting question to the study. I um, I believe up until the age of 16, or 16 you could play multiple sports and then, um, you know, if you're still good enough to, to go to an elite status in both of those sports, continue playing those sports until – you know maybe a commitment just forces you to to go with one, but you know I even think there's there's been athletes who play hockey and lacrosse and in college um you know if if you can do that that's that's incredible or you know you look at baseball and football players as well um or basketball and lacrosse players there's you know if you can do it as for as long as you can do it for as long as you can but um you know if, if one um you know if if there's only comes to a time where you can choose the ones to the lead status and then you obviously pursue do that. Like you know, up until that age, I believe as uh, 15 and 16, you could play as many sports as, as possible until so you have to focus directly on one. Um, all right, we got uh, four questions left. Back on track. Um, when was the last time you picked up your lacrosse stick? I was actually. It was today. I was uh, uh, John John JP Keeley with with the bandages in Ottawa. Um, with myself, we're a good friends of ours. We train together every day, and he actually has a box out in his backyard. So we were just oh. passing the ball around um yeah maintaining our, our quarantine our distance our social distancing thing, yeah so, that's yeah, so, our social distancing and uh just throwing the ball around like like i said um you know even just getting outside for that time was, was nice in the sense but also to get the stick in the hands was, was great too question 18 would you rather the ability to dunk a basketball or consistently hit a golf ball where you want to Oh, I would, uh, I would say that certainly the golf ball. Um, I'm, I'm an obvious basketball player, and I, um, you know, I think I can go without the dunking uh, with my, with some other skills, but I have, I have lots of issues with hitting my, the ball in the same place every time. So I would certainly choose that, especially with the, the amount golf would frustrate me, or does frustrate me more than basketball too. <laughs> so, obviously, uh, with the quarantine going on, and then everyone kind of staying close to home what are you binging on netflix uh so i i've actually started watching the sopranos again and, oh nice uh, yeah one that i, I really enjoy um and you know my parents were actually watching it as well so it's funny i could discuss it with them um about what's going on but uh you know i'm, I'm big into those those genres you know film and and uh and tv so I, I've really gotten into it, and, uh, you know, I'm actually – I guess there's there's one positive thing is that, you know, I get to watch an episode or two of The Sopranos every, every night. So um, there is one, I guess, kind of uh, silver lining in this. Absolutely. Um, all right, last question. Jake Rouet, thanks for joining us. Uh, here we go. When or what was the time when you got in the most trouble when you were a kid? <laughs> uh is it, uh, I, I don't guess. think you were a goody goody. Like, no, I, did you I, ever get suspended when you were in school? I I did get suspended. I got suspended. Uh, wow, well, I got suspended a couple times. Not the <laughs> <sure. laughs> <laughs> Uh Yeah, I, the the first time. Um, yeah, the first time would be. I think the one that disappointed my parents the most. That was. It wasn't nothing. It was nothing. Um, you know, seeing out, what what it was with a group of friends and I were told we weren't allowed to leave. leave uh, we were only in on a grade seven. We we told we can't leave um, lunch, or sorry, we can't leave the uh, school boundaries for lunch. And um, you know, it wasn't like it was, it was something we did, but we went to Wendy's, we went to McDonald's, we we went to to all the uh, to all the restaurants. And it wasn't the fact that um, you know what it's what we did. It's, you know, we did it because we knew we weren't supposed to, and we wanted to kind of just be brass and rub it in. So I think that was a, a one that was uh, disappointed the, uh, the fan the most and certainly got me in uh, a little bit of trouble for some time being there. There's nothing worse than hearing the disappointed word from your parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. And uh, well, it was good. It was a good learning lesson, right? Yeah. Those <laughs> lessons, you can always look back on those I, lessons, my man. You I, can I always I, look back on those lessons, uh, I, buddy. It's I, been uh Great catching up. I know these are, are really strange times for everybody, but um, please give your best to my parents. Stay safe, and hopefully, uh, we can see each other soon. Yeah, sounds good, Ted. Uh, yeah, I yeah, appreciate this, and uh, you know, I wish you the best as well.
0: That's Jacob the Rooster Rue of the Colorado Mammoth, a native of Cornwall, Ontario, currently residing in our nation's capital, working on his master's trying to teach everybody that your kid shouldn't be playing just one sport his entire childhood. I think it's a great idea. I think you should play as many sports as often as you can for as long as you can. And I think Jacob's gonna get a pretty darn good grade on that thesis. He can't do anything. He's stuck indoors, so he better be working hard. Squeeze in a at-home yoga session or two, I'm sure. But as always, appreciate Jacob for for stopping by and giving us the time to just decompress a little, have a little fun, and take our minds off of everything that's going on outside of our own personal little tiny bubbles because it is a crazy, crazy world right now. And we just kind of got to kick it. Enjoy our Netflix, enjoy nature, enjoy our families, our dogs, our cats, whatever. But just get outside. Don't keep yourself indoors all the time. I know we have to be careful in certain situations, I get it. But if you can get outside for an hour or two, go for a walk, trust me, it'll be worth it. You'll enjoy it, get some fresh air. Maybe a free dose of vitamin D. And just clear the brain a little bit. So this is just one. We'll have some more as we go along. Uh, Like I said, I don't have really any set format of how we're going to do it or who the guest's going to be. I kind of want to keep it somewhat 20-related, whether it's age, points, goals, assists, years in the National Lacrosse League. I don't think anyone's there currently. Um, We might try and find some older fellas that are out of the league to hop in on the show. But this'll just be a little something once a week to help take our minds off things and at the same time pick the brains of some of our game stars, have a few laughs, tell a couple stories, and just help pass the time because we could be here for a while. You can find me on Twitter at OffTheCrossbar or email me teddy.jenner at gmail.com Until we speak again, enjoy your families and this weird, crazy time off. Stay safe, stay healthy, and be excellent to each other.